welcome to another edition of the Unicorns Podcast. This is a podcast series featuring business leaders, motivators, innovators, and general go-getters. Well, today we're talking drones, but more specifically, the connectivity of drones and the technology keeping drones in the air. There are big developments in this space globally, and the groundbreaking company leading the world in this field is Elsite. It's listed on the ASX under the code ELS, and the CEO, Yoav Amitai, is my guest today from Israel. Yoav, welcome to the program. Hi, Justin. Really good to be here with you. Um, Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. So, Yoav, how long have you been with the business? So I'm with Elsite for the last uh, almost five years. Actually, it will be five years in the next uh, month. Actually, it started quite funny. I uh, met the the founders um, without a lot of knowledge about the business. Uh, We had a good uh, click when we just started and uh, the rest is history. And so before you joined the business, what, what is, what was your professional background? So actually, I started my background in engineering. I, uh, mm-hmm. I'm a me- ex-mechanic. I'm not a me- I'm a- not an ex. I'm a mechanical engineer, graduate <laughs> yeah. from uh, one of the um, biggest universities in Israel. Um, started my uh, my professional career as an engineer, and quite uh, quickly, I would say that I understand that I'm better with people than, uh, or it's more exciting for me to work with you know people and business and everything, and less with to do with the engineering part of the business, even though I really like it as a hobby, um, yes. not as a profession. So uh, pretty early in my career, I understand that this is the course that I'm going to go to. Um, so start with an engineering firm, I work for as an engineer, then become the uh, general general manager of the firm, um, doing everything that relates to business operations. Then met uh, um, along the way, met with, uh, like I said, Elsite founder, and this is how I got to Elsite. So starting from engineering, but really quite quickly understand that uh, the business side, it's uh, what excites me. And so how is it that you explain what Elsite actually does? The simplest way to explain it, I would say that we provide connection confidence, period. In the, in the, the bottom line is, that what we're doing and what we're constantly developing is a system that include both hardware and software that provide reliable communication for whatever use case. And we will talk mm-hmm. about some of them today, but in the bottom line, like I said, we're, we have this black box, uh, we have all the magic inside and with what we create is again, what we call connection confidence, making sure that as long as it's possible to be connected, the platform, the machine, the man, the whatever will be connected. And so did your professional background as an engineer, no doubt, help you understand the business and the potential for Elsite in the future? Absolutely. I think that a healthy business starts with understanding what is the challenge we're solving. Since mm-hmm. Elsite is, um, is a tech company that solves a technology challenge, I think it's all start with deeply understand what is the challenge and who is the ones that are suffered the most from this challenge. Once you know what is the what is the challenge, you know, I think it was Albert Einstein who said it. If you have one hour to solve problem, he will stay, he will spend five, five, 55 minutes on understanding the problem and another five to solve it. So once you understand <laughs> what is the challenge, 
there you go. Um, the solution, the pathway for the solution is much easier. So definitely having a technical engineering background is something that helps not only on the um, business side, but also on the technical side and understand where we can take this business and how big is the problem we're solving and what are the next steps. So specifically, when you think about LSITE, what are some of the challenges that you're facing and how are you going about trying to help solve them? So I think today in today's world, um, if I understand correctly, you are more referring about what is the challenge we're solving rather than what are the challenges we have at the company, yes. which is not necessarily the same challenge. We can talk to both of them, but speaking about the challenge we're solving. So I think in today's world, um, during COVID pandemic, worldwide pandemic, which makes the communication so critical, almost as critical as power and, uh, and water, you know, I mean, if you'll ask me, I'd rather have my Wi-Fi connected and not have water in my tap. I will I will get along without water or without light. I just need my Wi-Fi to be connected, you know. Mm. So in today's world, being connected is a critical um, asset or a critical parameter in our day-to-day -day life. And even more so if we're talking about connected machines. So everything is connected today, right? We're all connected the machines that moving along and being connected is is extreme challenge even though there are so many new technologies coming into the space and so much innovation going on still um we are feeling that we are solving a challenge that is much bigger of having this again i will say it again again sorry if it will sound uh, too buzzy but uh so providing this connection confidence um i think those are the main challenges because you know when you work in the communication it's if it works it's like no one will talk about it and you won't get any any good words you know any 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 anyone will come to you and <laughs> that's say true. wow that's, that's true great. if it's yep. not work everyone will everyone know about knows it about it and mm. it's a disaster so <laughs> that's the business we chose and we're really excited and really um keen to work on this challenge and it's a big challenge so Elside has been on the ASX for uh, a few years now. How has the company evolved over that time? So during the time, I think that the, the biggest pivot or the biggest change that, we, that the company evolved is understanding that we need to transit or to convert them, the business from a project-based business to a product-led business. And the main difference is that in project-based environment, what you're doing, you're finding projects, relatively small projects sometimes, or sometimes uh, little bigger projects. But in the end of the day, you are working on a specific project that everything needs to be, or high percentage needs to be custom-made or tailor-made for a specific customer in something that it's much harder to scale with. Now, um, during the time, we understand that we have a valuable technology that was developed over the year in Elside. And we made a decision that we're going to make it into a product-led company, that we have a very clear product roadmap, a very clear go-to-market, a very clear focus of what we're going to do. Because I think my standpoint is that for a company like Elsite to succeed, like small cap company for uh, like Elsite to succeed, we need to be laser focused and extremely understand, again, what is the challenge we're solving and also how we're going to solve it and how we make money of it in the end of the day and how we are bringing value to our investors and our ecosystem. So in the end of the day, that's what we are doing with that. 
Um, and I think that now when we're seeing those change, we start to see the results of this change. And it's only the beginning. We'll talk about it as well, I assume. Mm, um, yes. I think that was a very good call made by the company to to move from, like I said, from project to a product-led company that uh, have great value in our products. So Elside is in the business of connectivity. You've mentioned connectivity with confidence. So what excites you specifically about this connectivity industry and the technology possibilities within the industry? So as I said, I think the connectivity today is so critical for so many use cases and applications that we can solve big problems. And uh, the pathway or the vision we can have around that is endless, basically. Or I would say that if we're talking about the company challenge before and not the challenge we're solving, but the challenge we're going through, one of the challenges, maybe the major challenges, is that our technology can fit into to, uh, into so many use cases and case studies and applications that we need to choose, like I said, being focused and say, okay, this is the problem we're going to solve. This is where we think we have the best product market fit. This is where we have the best value for, to bring to our partners and customers. And this is how we can monetize um, or ultimate the monetization for our technology and how we make money of it. So being the, in this challenge, we are set and made pretty thorough, um, very thorough, I would say, even um, market uh, market analysis on different markets, on many different markets. And then one of the markets that we spot that for us is today is extremely um, strategic market is the unmanned industry. And we started mm -hmm. to look at it because we see the involvement of this industry going so fast and taking from the defense side to the enterprise, then to um, many, many case studies and applications that can be done and can be, again, problems that can be solved with the technology. In the end of the day, unmanned is a technology, is a new infrastructure um, that only start, we're only scratching the surface with the application that can be done with those technologies. Now, we even went, even further than that and say, okay, the unmanned will be will be big. An unmanned can be ground vehicle, can be aerial vehicle, can be um, maritime vehicle, et cetera, et cetera. But where do we think that that will start? As a technology as a technology vendor, as a technology provider or developer, LSAT needs to understand where are we going to have the biggest quantities over time and where it will start. And our analysis to that is, when we're looking on the drone, it will start. I mean, maybe it's even uh, um, it's even nice to say. It. So we believe that it will start from the sky and will go to ground to the ground and to the sea from there. The reason being is because of the friction. So if you are looking on the streets, for example, a robot or a vehicle needs to drive the street. So you have so many obstacles. You know, pedestrians, vehicles that are not autonomous, um, traffic lights, etc., etc., etc. While in the sky. You don't have such a such friction. Mm. This is why we think that in the sky and the technology is there, and the the operations, the missions can be extremely safe, and you can uh, do it with uh, very low friction. So this is why we see, we believe, and now we are seeing it happen in front of our eyes. Actually, how the drone industry will evolve first from all the unmanned um, infrastructure or from the, from all the unmanned different uh, solutions. We see how the drone industry and the ecosystem is moving so fast and start to deploy in uh, so heavy, which for us is very compelling. And again, going back to the engineering background and see 
how this problem, how how crazy I would say this uh, this technology is, and how big are the problems that can be solved with this technology. And we're super excited to be the enabler, like you mentioned in your um, in your intro, being the the main enabler for what's called BVLOS, Beyond Visual Line of Sight, which yes. this is how this industry will scale. We can talk about this point as well, why it will scale from the BVLOS um, standpoint. I think that's that's uh, extremely excited for us seeing, you know, decisions that we took two, two and a half years ago now started to to happen in front of our eyes. So so just on that, Yoav, what sort of drones can LSight work with? So that's the point. LSight, um, we are the enabler of the industry. So we are agnostic to, we are completely agnostic to the drone. We can walk with either quads or fixed wings or VTOLs or any kind of platforms on all different forms. Those that are flying high or flying low, those that are going for long distances or small distances, um, our device is designed in a, in, the, in a way that is will fit into each one of those drones. And this is why we are the enabler. If you would like a reference, I will take a reference for Intel Insight. So the reference is like Intel, Intel is agnostic to the PC or to the manufacturer. You know, they just run or they just have their chipset built into um, the majority of the of the market of the PC market. Same for LSight. So being the communication enabler agnostically to the to the platform this is what we this is our main assets i would say and this is why we are so excited to see this in this uh, industry growing because we understand that this is our addressable market all the all those kind of um case application that will be done with drones all of them are relevant for us um mainly in bvlos mainly in beyond visual line of sight so 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 just on that um beyond the visual line of sight, the technology, how far can that go? Do you even know that yet? First of all, we do for, uh, actually we made the first POCs that we made, the proof of concept, the first proof of concept we made, um, I'm talking about two years ago, we flown a drone. Actually, I was in Australia, um, that's before the COVID, if anyone remember this era. Um, <laughs> so a long time I was ago. in Australia and part of our, yeah, absolutely. Um, when I was in Australia, I think it was um, 2019, probably August 2019, or even uh, even before that, we flown a drone that was in Elsite office in Israel, and I flew it from Australia. I think it was in Sydney, and I was sitting in a cafe or in my hotel room just doing the testing and controlling a drone. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And today, I mean, it will go. Mm. We we now have so much confidence in the technology that recently, in last CES, CES is uh, the biggest innovation uh, expo in the in Vegas, happening every January. And yes. They have, in parallel to CES, they have the what's called what used to be called CES Government. Now it's called Age Twenty Two. So mm-hmm. I refer all the listeners, all the audience that we that will hear this podcast, to go online, look for Age Twenty Two. We hold a live session there on the stage from Vegas over COVID. We weren't, we wasn't there. We only made a practice or train um, a lady that was the um, that host this uh, session, and she operated drone from the stage in Vegas. In the, from the stage in Vegas, um, she operated three different drones. One was in Israel, one was in Florida, one was in North Carolina, if I recall correctly. So that's how confidence we have because you know. Um, 
doing real time um, real time uh, demonstration like this. Uh, Murphy always come in those representation, and still we got the decision that we're going to do that, and what that was extremely successful. And bottom line, that the, the range is not an issue. You can fly a drone, whatever you are, worldwide, and control it on the other side of the world. So, how is LSAT different from its competitors? So, in terms of that, there are so many um, solutions that is provided and engineered for this market. Um, yes. What our approach is a little different in the way that we are looking at it as an abstract problem or as we create an abstract layer on top of the physical layer. So most of our competitors are solving the physical problem, I will call it, of how to communicate between two points, either in the radio frequency level or in the physical level of how the waves will work and how to design the right module, etc., etc. While L-Site solution is more a software level solution, which we have our hardware to support it, obviously, but on the software level, we are creating an abstract layer that will manage any kind of interface or any kind of link. So for example, now we start to see, actually we're seeing it very much, we're seeing that the 5G infrastructure start to evolve and start to de deploy. And I'm mm. not sure if the audience knows, but there is already talking about 6G that should start to be deployed in 2030. <laughs> So I've only it, just got 5G on my phone, you have. Uh, exactly. So it's a never-ending <laughs> story because there is a constant competition between the, I'll call it the, the capability or the application um, consumption of data and what the infrastructure can provide. So we believe that as an abstract layer, utilizing all kinds of technologies or all kinds of infrastructure like cellular, satellite, point-to-point -point communication, 5G, 4G, 3G, whatever is available and creating a layer on top of the physical world and provide this connection confidence by aggregating and bonding all of those links or all of those interfaces together, this is what creates the difference. This is how we differentiate ourselves from, from the industry. And also looking on the hardware uh, standpoint, from the hardware standpoint, so this hardware must be extremely small with a low, very low weight and extremely low power consumption. Otherwise, it, just, it will just make the unmanned vehicle, doesn't matter if it's in the air or on the ground, go for a limited distance because you want to keep everything that is related to the system as low as possible so the mission can be as long as possible. So there is a trade-off there. So looking on our hardware, um, again, the audience, not sure... Who it, will, who it will be, but can go online to lsite.com. We have a really nice um, like 3D model that you can play with on the website, and you can see how small it is and how, um, I would say, smart it is designed. So it's modular and can fit into any moving platform or stationary platform even. So um, this is uh, the main differentiator. And again, to create this connection confidence that I mentioned before, you must think outside of the box and you cannot do what everything with what all the rest is doing because it just won't yes. work. So you need to be a out of the box thinker and thank you for, um, I'm thankful for the, the team that we have in place from the development to product teams to all the teams that we have that are out of the box thinker and they come with so many um, innovation into the product and so many changes and, you know, all the, AI capabilities and everything that provide us with 
much newer ways to develop our product and to take it into the next leap. So you're based uh, in Israel. The company is listed on the ASX. What is it, Yawav, that makes Israel so good for developing technology? I think it's all start with a pool of talent, I would say. Um, Israel, I wouldn't give too much credit to Israelis in general, but I think if I'm looking on the industry, I think that in Israel I spoke about before about out-of-the-box thinking, and I think that to come with viable technical solutions that solve a big problem, even if we're given, I mean, you know, we can talk to many companies in Israel, that's include Elsight, that see a challenge that many big companies, uh, giant companies and uh, enterprises try to solve and go with open eyes to, to try to solve this problem on a different way, try to think out of the box. And again, it all starts from the pool of talents of people that are out of the box thinkers here that start mm. probably from, I mean, you said everywhere, yeah. Yeah, I'll start Israel's with, the best. Yeah. Yeah, we are small, extremely small, and you know we are we are living in a tough neighborhood. I would say without getting into political <laughs> yeah, views yes. at all. It that's is another podcast, Yoav. <laughs> absolutely, but that's a fact, right? And as being in such a neighborhood, you need to be out of the box thinker all the time. Um, and mm. I think this is what creates Israel um, this hub for technology because. Uh, people here, first of all, um, thrive, thrive to succeed because, you know, we are a small country. The opportunities in Israel, it's only 10 million people, population. Uh, growing a company in Israel can be a good lifestyle business. But if you want to grow into a big enterprise, that must be worldwide. And this is why we're looking on the world problems or the world challenges. And I'm not saying that all the challenges and all the solutions coming from Israel, but definitely... There is great technology come outside of Israel, and it's all sought from from uh, Israel. And I think that from the culture that it's okay to make mistakes. I mean, you can make mistakes, but you need to say, "I made a mistake." Now we need to rethink and how, where we are going next. And I think yes. this is the uh, the pool of talent and the culture that was created around it. This is what makes it um, successful. Final question, Yoav. Paint us the big picture of what we can expect from Elsite in 2022. So looking at 2022, our goal is to continue the momentum with the design win strategy that I mentioned before, bringing more and more new partners into our program, being integrated into their solutions and grow with the industry. So like I said previously in the beginning of 2021, uh, that Elsite is in a great, great position to become a market leader in this market. And we see how we are achieving one milestone after the other like the uh, drone up deal that we mentioned, which is huge. I can't even express how big is the opportunity there and how excited we are within the company. Sometimes we communicated good, sometimes we failed. I'm honestly and transparently saying that maybe we're failing to communicate this excitement and how big is the opportunity there. Um, and uh, so in 2022, we are looking to continuously develop our product to be the best product, the ultimate product for our partners, continue to work with more new partners and enhance the, the business in general with on in all parameters. I think that Elside, if we're looking even into a little longer time frame for the, let's talk about the three, five years time frame, I think Elside can be a substantial business and major player in this unmanned environment, which not only relates to connectivity, we have so many plans to um, to enhance or to uh, to make our portfolio of solutions wider, which is not only related to connectivity, but to solve 
so many challenges that are a part of this um, unmanned ecosystem. And being on the biggest product projects on the industry provide us a good lens of what are the problems of tomorrow and not what the, the industry suffers from today, you know, as a proof of concept industry, let's call it, but what the challenge will look like as an industry that will be at scale and how it will grow. And this is what we're doing in Elsight, thinking about how to solve those challenges and how to monetize them. Very well said. Yoav Amatai, CEO of Elsight, a very big thank you for coming onto the show today. Thank you for having me, Justin, and have a great day. Thank you.